0: Welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here along with science advisor Matt Moniz, psychic medium Stephanie Burke. We've got the whole gang together here. When's the last time that happened? Six months ago. It's been a while.
1: Probably before I started filming.
0: Well, we are all here together. We are here to celebrate the 17th anniversary of Spooky South Coast. And where did the time go? I don't know. Well, I can tell you where the first fifteen minutes of the show went. I went to the, running all the commercials first.
1: It did. I still don't even know how long I've been doing the show. I know we discovered it, I think, a couple weeks ago when you were moving the archives. But
0: yeah, I, I I think I found when it was, and I told you when it was, and I can't remember either.
1: I feel like it's been, mm, it's been at least nine years.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say it was 2014. Maybe. That's that's seems when to stick out from in my head. Yep. Yeah, 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 you'd, yeah, you'd been so. on. Bunch of times before that, but nine years. And Moniz was three months into the show, so you 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 have to actually wait. For you both have to wait. This is just my anniversary. I'm going to eat all those cupcakes myself.
1: You can. No,
0: well, you don't you don't like Walmart cupcakes?
1: <laughs> no, cupcakes don't like me. Why? I don't know. I got pregnant with my daughter. And well, if you eat I those, I, eat them I promise,
0: if you eat those, you won't get pregnant.
1: No, I don't think that those will do me any favors in that department. No, but um. No, it's one of those weird things that just happen to you. Like, all of a sudden, it just your body hates things.
0: Like the time that I was, uh, like, five years old and I had beef stew, Uh-oh. and then I threw up, and then I wouldn't eat beef stew for years afterwards. Yeah. And then I, I still eat it now, but every time I eat it, I think about that, so... And that's 40 years ago now, (laughs) and I still think about it. Uh, But yes, this is our 17th anniversary, uh, and welcome to the program if you are new to it. I know we we have some new people listening because this, this UFO story... Uh, that I posted is bringing in some folks who had never heard of Spooky South Coast before, so welcome aboard. Uh, We talk about the paranormal on Saturday nights. We talk about strange things. You can call in to the show, 508-996-0500, or you can send us app chat messages on the WBSM app. So if you download the app, which you can get from your app store for your phone. If you download that or you can get it at WBSM.com, there's a link there too. When you open it up, there's a button that says app chat. You hit that and that will allow you to send messages to us here in the spooky studio and we can read them on the air. We can reply back to you via text or we can uh, just reply to you on the air. So we got a few messages before we even came on the air. Uh, We got from Alana. She says a special thank you to the spooky South coast team. I started listening in 2010 I found the podcast actually as a travel nurse in Tucson, Arizona. Thank you for the years of your devotion and love for the paranormal. Being from the Boston area, now residing in Southport, North Carolina, you keep me connected to the New England culture. Love all of you, Alana. We love you too. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. The paranormal pirate, Mark, says, hello, para peeps. Hello, Mark. And uh, and Anna says, these commercials are killing the vibe, LOL. Yeah, but we play them all at the beginning. So, that we don't have to play them in the middle of the show. I was, as I was going through the podcast archives and rebuilding that all, which, by the way, if you can't find it, if you have trouble like finding the whole feed, let me know. It should be everywhere. It should have gone uninterrupted. Your subscription still should be uh, feeding it into your podcast catcher, whatever you use, uh, because we switched over to Anchor. But if you go to Anchor, that's like our home base now for the podcast. So, you'll always find everything there no matter what. But, um, As we were going through it, I realized, like, in those early days, we did take commercial breaks throughout the course of the show. Yeah. And that's why we stopped doing it is because it made it so that when I was editing the show, I had to stop and take those commercials out. So now I do it this way because when the show is over, I can get the show out in, like, I used to be able to get it out within, like, a half an hour or so. Mm -hmm. Now that we're on Anchor, it just takes a couple minutes. So That's good. Yeah. It's way faster than HipCast. Screw you, HipCast. (laughs) For all your years of helping us out as I found out years ago we could have been doing this for free and we were still paying 10 bucks a month (laughs) (laughs) and also by the way the people who were signing up to hipcast after us when we were grandfathered into that 9.99 a month deal they were paying a lot more than we were so I feel bad for them and I'm sorry if I ever recommended that you go to hipcast I didn't know well
1: it's probably why they went under
0: it could be maybe it was because
1: found out they could do it for free
0: no I think it was more because they were paying for all the Archive storage of our episodes. Uh-huh, <laughs> They're maybe. like we can't afford this anymore. But uh all
1: six hundred something of them.
0: I think so, because you you weren't here when we were discussing it. But uh, as I was going through the episodes, uh-huh. I realized a couple of things.
1: New year. Oh, new home. <laughs> this it's is the perp- okay.
0: So that plan didn't work. Nope. The
1: the. It's gonna be a weird night.
0: This is this is um. This is kind of like a throwback to the early days of Spooky South Coast when the old automation system would fire off on its own. And this one probably will, too. Uh, But we found out as I was going through all the episodes that at some point when Matt was counting up all the episodes, Matt Costa... He must have, like, counted some episodes because in the old days, Hipcast had a limit to how long an episode could be. Mm-hmm. So if we decided we were going to stay late and do an extra hour or even mm-hmm. an extra 20 minutes or whatever, it wouldn't make it into the, to the whole episode. We'd have to have parts. So he just kind of went and counted the files. Okay. And so in actuality, we have about 50 less episodes than we thought that we had.
1: It's not terrible.
0: It kind of is it's when you get to episode 500 and we have the big episode 500 celebration and it's really <laughs> just episode 450 something. That's hilarious.
1: Nobody <laughs> needed to know. You could have just left it alone.
0: No, I couldn't. I, I had to, when I started re-putting them all out there, yeah. I had to start numbering them correctly. But then I discovered one is missing.
1: You did. There's an episode Did tell me that?
0: There's an episode missing that I have to go. I still haven't Every time I try to go to my storage unit and I have a few hours to be able to take stuff out and get to the very back of it where I know these disks are and I'm hoping it's on the disk. It may not be. But every time I go there, I try to go there. It's raining. So I can't <laughs> take the stuff out of the out of the storage unit. So one of these days I'm either going to have to, you know, just go there when I have other things that I have to do, but it's sunny out. Or I have to go there when it's raining and crawl over things. And <laughs> and then I hope that when I find the box, first of all, I got to find, I got to go. So there's, I went and got the giant sized boxes from Home Depot. Yep. And I filled those up with all the books from mm-hmm. my bookshelf because I was, you know, taking all that stuff down. And somewhere in there is those discs. I'm hoping I was smart enough to put them on the top and not bury them under a bunch of books. I think I was that smart at least. Maybe. And then if I can find them, I'm hoping that 2008 is on one of those discs. I think it should be. And then I'm also hoping that I actually pull the audio from my computer and not from the podcast feed, because Mm -hmm. if it was from the podcast feed, it's not there. And I wouldn't normally care, except as I was telling Moniz, it was the first of only two episodes we ever had of the legendary ufologist, Danton Friedman. Mm -hmm. So I really want to have that episode if possible, but I don't know.
1: There may be somebody out there that has a recording of it.
0: Uh, if Chris Oliver is listening, <laughs> right. she probably has a cassette tape of it, <laughs> uh, and I could I could transfer that. I think, but um, yeah, that's that's. Remember remember in those old days too, uh, Craig Anderson from our History Project. Oh wow, mm-hmm. he used to record all the shows yeah. too, and he so if I ever had something that would screw up, he was my backup. Yep, I'd reach out to him and be able to get those episodes. It was amazing going through this, like remembering the. The people that were involved in the early days, like Carl was our first ever, you know, fan site. He created a spooky South Coast fan site just a couple months into the show. Um, You know, we, some of the original callers as I was going through, because, you know, as I was doing these, I'd say, I don't even remember that episode. I'm going to play it. And I would put it on and I would listen to a little bit and I'd say, I forgot about that. You know, we had so many different guests over the years. Yeah. I mean, we haven't heard from her in forever which is uh good good thing I still have the original file for the logo because <laughs> and that's that's the other thing too we haven't changed that logo in all these years maybe do we do we need an update i really love that logo yeah the, she nailed it. it i you do need an iron though yeah well. where did you pull that shirt from uh, it's 1992 <laughs> it's a the, we have these shirts made up in what 2009 yeah. i think they were printed up and uh found ne- somewhere Vin did those over at Dark Side Inc. You yep. yeah, you must have bought one that night probably because that's before you were part of the crew, so
1: I didn't even I don't think I bought it. I think you gave it to me. So you stole it? No. You stole it.
0: So the um, I think
1: you just you just loved me right away. Moniz
0: paid for them, I don't care. Uh but so we ordered these shirts from from Vin over at Dark Side Inc. in two thousand nine. Yep. And they still hold up. Yep. I still wear it. I um I, I don't you know I don't really fit it the same way that I did in 2009, but um it certainly has held up. But we do have uh, the Spooky South Coast store at spookysouthcoast.com if you do want to get some gear. We have it printed up now from one of those you know print on demand services. Mm-hmm. But uh, we do have that option if you want to get some Spooky gear to help us celebrate our anniversary. But uh, I I resisted the urge to to get a whole bunch of Spooky merchandise because I would just wear it every day. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Eh, it's kind of like, you know, now and then is okay. I think if you wear it all the time, it makes me feel like the guy in the band that wears the band shirt on stage at the concert. nobody would really know.
1: It's not like you're wearing a shirt that says Tim Weisberg on it. So
0: get this, you guys are going to, you guys are going (laughs) to love this. So a couple, uh, I think it was last week, not this past week, but the week before, uh, I had gone out with, with uh, Kristen to uh, try a, a one-pound meatball at a restaurant in Taunton, Braxton Taunton. Yep. So you know, I wrote an article about it and everything. Uh, one pound. One pound meatball, beef and pork, yeah. and um, they serve it to you. You for like a dollar more, you can add some linguine, and it's just a big meatball in the middle of the plate with some sauce over it, and it is it is delicious. Uh, we split it and we still couldn't finish it. Wow. But. So we went over there to try that for the article, and I go into the 7 across the street, and as I'm walking into the 7 this kid, probably in his like early to mid-20s, holds the door for me, and he stops me as I'm walking in. He goes, hey, do you have a podcast? <laughs> and I said, I do, and he goes, yeah, yeah, you're Tim Weisberg, Spooky South Coast, and I was like, Really? <laughs> That's hilarious. He goes, yeah, yeah, no, I've been listening to you since I was a kid. And I was like, well, that That's makes awesome. me feel uh, old, but thank you. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, yeah, no, he goes, wow, I just, I, and I thought about it and I said, you know, I've never been recognized for my face from any spooky South Coast listener, you know maybe if it was like, mm-hmm. oh, weren't, weren't you on this TV show or whatever? But nobody's ever recognized my face from the podcast. It's usually like if I say something, they'll I've say, are not
1: you on the radio?" Recognize me by my face? <clears throat> like I can't remember where it would like obscure places. It's happened twice, and they said they always say, "Tell Tim Weisberg, I said hello. I'm a huge fan of Spooky." I'm like, are you serious? Like that's that's just so wild to me that.
0: So know, I guess people really they are watch our old
1: YouTube videos because I mean.
0: Yeah, I didn't think about that. Maybe that's how he, you know, maybe he watched the YouTube, and that's how he recognized my face.
1: Because we had the webcams at one point.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that we got rid of those. I know other people. Do
1: you remember the days when you would just stand there mm-hmm. the whole show.
0: The the and that was, um, I had that gray like pullover sweatshirt that I would wear like every week because yep. it was cold in here. It's that always was, cold in here. It's better now. You know, it's there's not. you can adjust the heat over there now.
1: I didn't think I was allowed to touch it.
0: Yeah, I'll you smoke can. you
1: both out of here though if I do
0: that. Yeah, don't don't make it too warm. You'll fry the equipment. But we um we had, you know, the it was very cold in here. And so I would wear that that sweatshirt and I was like, people that are watching this on the webcam are gonna think I wear the same clothes every Saturday. Yep. And back then, like I cared. Now I don't care. Like now I'll just wear the same thing I had on yesterday. I don't care. <laughs> but it, it was it was just it was so weird. In, in, in those early days, it was so weird to have all of this like available again, you know, Mm -hmm. because I would, I would already been doing radio for a couple of years at that point, but we didn't have podcasting. We didn't have any recordings of it. Right. You couldn't go home and watch a video of it. Mm -hmm. And it was very weird to go back. And and I used to go back every, and I told you guys to do this. I tell everybody that gets into radio to do this. I would go back and listen to the episode start to finish Mm -hmm. each week. And listen to where I screwed up and listen to where I Mm -hmm. thought that I had like these little vocal ticks or things that I wanted to overcome. So that's
2: why you went from start to finish.
0: Yeah, I would start, I would get into work on a Monday and it was, I always kind of, waited for Matt's help with stuff, Matt Costa, because right. I wasn't really confident in doing the technical stuff because back in those days, like we'd have to upload stuff to servers and we would have, we had to put stuff on planet paranormal and all these different steps. And so I would bring my laptop into work on, on Monday morning, Matt would come in, I'd open, he'd come in around seven, seven thirty, And I would say, Matt, I got the computer back there so that we can work on this over the course of the day. And he would help me like with all the technical stuff. But then I would also play it back as I was working so I could listen to it. And I'd be like, oh, shut up. You are an idiot. Why did you ask that question? Like, I would just, like, be so hard on myself and yell at myself. And I, I think that I've gotten better over the years, but I can't be <laughs> sure. But uh, it, it, certainly, it, it's, it certainly made me realize, like, where we could do things better and where we could try different things. Of course, the real genius behind all of this was Matt Costa. Right. I mean, he was, I mean, know, we're talking about him like he's not here. He just moved away. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> it's not that he's gone. He just moved to a, a, to a different part of the state. But he was somebody who um, was the catalyst for so much of what we did over the years.
2: He was a very big behind the scenes.
0: And he always came up with new ideas. There's a manual behind me on yeah. the shelf of how to run the show. Mm-hmm. And, it, and like
1: still between the three of us, we have no idea how to do it the way that he did. <laughs> it's just
0: it's just how he handled things. It's uh, it's it's the way that he did it, and uh, he's just a genius. I wish he was still here with us, but he's moved on in his career and in his life. Uh, but we we wish him nothing but the best. I I do have to send him Anna's Christmas gift, still, though.
1: Oh yes, yes. If Anna, if you're listening, thank you so much for mine. I just got it tonight.
0: Yes, thank you. It's it's been that long since I've seen Stephanie. I know. Actually, I think the last time I saw you was when we were in Winchenden.
1: Mm, yes.
0: Because you have my sweatshirt.
1: I I do have your sweatshirt.
0: I think we have a call here on the VIP line. Uh, and if you want to call in tonight, 508-996-0500. Hello, you are on Spooky South Coast. Uh, hello,
3: Tim. This is BJ from Unrefined. And I just want to say congratulations to all of you guys on this uh, um, magnificent achievement that you have with Spooky South Coast.
0: Thank you. And, uh, and you know, this is something that you were here in some of these early days when you were working here with us uh, at WBSM. You were here for some of the, those early days of Spooky South Coast, and you were helping to push us to, to kind of spread our wings digitally.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I saw what you guys were creating, and I was like, we need to get this all over the place. I love this. Like, let's get it out there.
0: And it, w- it really was at that time, you know, the Wild West of this kind of stuff, because people weren't, there wasn't a lot of it out there. Uh, you know, today, of course, you have Unrefined, so you know that there's a lot of, you know, um, a lot of people that are focusing on this topic in different ways. It, it might not be a podcast, it might not be a radio show, but there are people who are getting that content out there. Uh, and it, at that time, you know, even with it being less of a landscape of so much of that, you still had to really stand out because it wasn't like today you're able to bring it to where people are scrolling, where people are looking. We had to make people go and find where we were putting it.
3: Exactly. Yeah. It's a little bit easier nowadays, especially with how social media is. It's a easier to get your name out there and, things like that. You were doing it before. You're you're a paranormal hipster, Tim. All you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how have things been going with you guys? I know you've been getting out there doing some investigations.
3: Uh, things are going really good. Um, yeah, we have been trying to uh, get our feet a little bit more wet with investigations and things like that. And uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, kind of experiencing things for ourselves and uh, do, going out and, and doing the work that we have, you know, had a lot of people come on the show and talk about. So it's, it's nice to do that. And we've got a couple of big ones coming up at the end of the month that we're looking forward to.
0: Oh, can you give us any hints or any uh, teases?
3: Sure. Um, yeah, we're going to be going out to investigate a haunted hotel in Colorado uh, called the Cliff House. And we're also going to be going to Los Angeles, well, outside of Los Angeles to a place called. All Saints Asylum, who have asked us to come out and uh, look into what's going on in their place because they think that there's some weird stuff uh, happening. What's interesting about this All Saints Asylum is that it's a man-made attraction that they have brought a lot of weird things into, like from hospitals and funeral homes and things like that, and they believe that things have followed them in there, so...
0: Well, it sounds like uh, you're going to be very busy, but uh, new episodes of Unrefined are coming out on a regular basis.
3: Yes, indeed. Yeah, Mondays and Wednesdays you'll be able to catch up. So, and we got to get you guys back on the show too, because we want to talk about what you guys are up to.
0: Absolutely. You know where to find us. Yes. All right. Well, uh, tell and tell everybody where they can find Unrefined.
3: Oh, you guys can find us easy. Uh, just head on over the Unrefined podcast on Instagram, and you can get to all of our links there. So.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you for calling in and uh, and for the anniversary wishes. And tell Mitra we said hello. Uh,
3: we will. Congratulations again, guys, and keep up the good work. Thank you.
0: Thank you. That is BJ from Unrefined, and if you haven't checked it out, do it. And if you haven't followed along with him on social media, check it out. He uh, he certainly doesn't hold back uh, with uh, his thoughts on some of the paranormal media. So you can check that out. It's always funny. He comes up with some good, funny videos there to um, you know take take a little take some shots at some of the the big guys. So when we started, there was one show. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think so, because I don't think Ghost Adventures came along until after we had already begun. Because we, if I remember right, uh, there was an episode where we talked about the documentary that led to the show. So Mm -hmm. we were, um, we were like, (laughs) I was thinking about this the other day. How lucky were we that we started doing this show... Living twenty minutes from almost the entire cast of Ghost Hunters, like I don't know that we would have made it. I was looking as I was looking through all those episodes as I was putting them up. I don't know that we would have made it through those first couple of years without all the help we got from the people involved in that show Mm -hmm. and in that group with Taps, and that kind of opened the door for us to meet other people, and that's how we kind of were able to build up this this network of folks because. If you look, it was like, oh, Keith Johnson. Oh, we had Keith Johnson on again. Oh, two weeks later, oh, Keith Johnson on, and then we had <clears throat> Brian Harneau quite a bit. Brian Harneau, who, dude, run. Yeah, hell, he he ran all right, yep. uh, <laughs> and he left uh, a lot of devastation in his wake. But um, so I mean, jeez, there was the time that we we did that presentation at the uh, Freetown Historical Society, and we ran into Brian Bell, yeah, who. There was the guy that was thrown off Ghost Hunters. Like, people don't remember his name at all, but they remember the episode because he was the guy that went to the bar across the street while he was supposed to be manning the command center. Oh. And, um, which, you know, he, he told us was all BS and everybody else has told us, no, that's not the case. But anyway, you know, whatever. You never know. But there was, you know, so many people that had not had a spotlight in those days that we were able to to bring on and we were able to talk to. And now, like, I was thinking about this earlier, was I was reading the comments on that UFO story. The Bridgewater Triangle wasn't even a thing. Nope. Nobody was talking about it. We were able to get Aaron to come on, Chris Balzano, Chris Pittman. And, you know, next thing we know, it becomes an annual investigation show. Mm-hmm. I know that we still owe you one from last year. <laughs> but, uh, and then it becomes this whole phenomenon that now... People who don't even know anything about the paranormal are commenting on this story. Well, what do you expect? It's the Bridgewater Triangle.
1: It's funny because, you know, I travel a lot. And in my travels, I always come across people like, oh, you're from Massachusetts. Um, We're we're trying to get together with our team to make a trip up to the Bridgewater Triangle. And I was like, okay, but where are you going to go? (laughs) <laughs> and they're like the Bridgewater Triangle. I was like, okay, where are you gonna go? It's and they look at me like remote. I'm crazy. And <clears throat> I said, it's not an attraction. It's it's land with normal things in it. Like there's no specific place. To go and investigate. And, you know, I try to tell them, like, we have the show, but all those people that go out have specific permission to be there by local police.
0: Well, I do think that people make the mistake of thinking that the Freetown State Forest is the Bridgewater Triangle.
1: Um, like I find the that to only be,
0: part, yeah, yeah. I find that to be like the mistake that they make. They're like, well, we're going to go to the forest, right? That's the triangle. Like, no, it's it's actually like
1: it's like this big compared to the whole thing.
0: If you want to ask, like, if you want to ask me my opinion, it goes all the way up into New Hampshire and all the way down into Rhode Island and out into Cape Cod. Like, it's it's a big place.
1: I think you know, back when it was coined the Bridgewater Triangle, we had limited resources and technology to even really know how far it went. So there might have been a triangle at that time, but it actually could have been bigger. Nobody. Just went outside of that to truly figure it out.
0: Well, and I think Lauren Coleman, who coined the term, has actually, you know, kind of just admitted that, "Hey, I just, you know, drew this map based on the reports that I got, and I didn't really, right. I wasn't really looking and for anything outside that most area." Most people
1: don't realize he's not even from this area.
0: No. So when when he was when he was here, he was living here at the time. Yeah. He was living in uh, well, I know he was working in Canton. Yeah. So but- he was, you know, he was somebody who had come down here, and mm-hmm. I think that outsider perspective allowed him yes. to see something that others might not have. And it's funny how much it runs into other conversations that we have. So, um, you know, we've had guests on who weren't, you know, from this area, but they would say, oh, well, last time I was out that way, I you know, when I was visiting the Boston area, this happened to me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Bridgewater Triangle. Yep. You know, and so over the years, like, talking about a kind of built that up a little bit, but I was, I still remember when, I think it was, I think it was, I can't remember if it was Chris that was on Coast to Coast, Chris Balzano, or if it was when Aaron, if Aaron and Manny went on Coast to Coast, but there was a show with one of them where they were talking about the Bridgewater Triangle, and mm-hmm. I remember thinking like, this is big because this is, like, mm-hmm. they're talking about this nationally, and like now, now it's it is national. It's international. Yep. People are coming from all over the world to check it out, and the reports just keep coming in, and that's the important part about this. Somebody said to me the other day, "Why don't you why don't you talk as much about the Bennington Triangle?" I never hear you talk about the Bennington Triangle in Vermont. And my response to that is because we never get any reports from it. Right. I mean, first of all, Bridgewater Triangle, we're in it, so it's yeah. it's
1: we're living inside of
0: it. But yeah. the the other part of it is, I don't really hear. I hear historical stories, things that happened in the past in Bennington or some of the other triangles that are out there. I don't hear these active stories. Even the Bermuda Triangle, you don't really hear active stories from there anymore. Mm -hmm. But the Bridgewater Triangle is one that is alive. And I think part of that is because people are talking about it and it hasn't faded away. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, these other stories, yeah, they exist. They're out there, but they were kind of trendy for a while or they come back up at Halloween or somebody writes a book and then people talk about them for a while. But the Bridgewater Triangle has become a uh, common discussion amongst people that live here, even if they don't know what it means. There was somebody in the comments on that UFO story, uh, not to you know disparage anybody, mm-hmm. but she was saying when when somebody commented, of course there's UFOs, that's the Bridgewater Triangle. She's like, no, the, there's, no there's no UFOs. The Bridgewater Triangle is about ghosts. Yeah. And then there was like 20, 30 comments of people telling her how wrong she was, including me. But (laughs) here's a link to the documentary. But um, it it just shows that people know about it, even if they don't know about it. Right. Which I think is, you know, it's both a blessing and a curse, Mm -hmm. because if you don't understand it, then you don't really know how to help continue with the study of it. But also, at least you're aware of it. So when you have strange experiences, you can discuss it. But who would have thought, you know? That <laughs> I remember exactly the day when it happened. Matt had a he, he had his computer in at the at the diner when we were working in the back, and this is before the show had even started. This was you know, late two thousand five as we're starting to put together the show, and we tried to book like the first two months because uh, we didn't think we'd be on much longer than that. But we tried to book the first two or three months, and as we're looking for different topics to cover. He turned to me and he goes, hey, you ever heard of the Bridgewater Triangle? And I said, no, what's that? And he goes, I don't know. I just found this website about it. And so he showed me the website, which was Chris Pittman's site. Mm-hmm. And then we found Chris Balzano's site. And then he said, maybe we should talk about this on one of the shows. And so <laughs> we did. And then it turned into, you know, the overarching theme of everything that we do. But it, it, if you go back now, because we have made it easier to go back to these earlier episodes, and I apologize for how terrible... We were in the early days, but, um, when you go back to it, you learn along with us as we learned about it. I mean, Moniz had already been doing this for a while, but there was a lot of different ideas and different concepts that we picked up on. And even you Moniz learned things along the way. Oh, yeah, So it, you can kind of follow along with how we were expanding what it was that we thought that the paranormal was. I remember the first episode second episode, we had Paulino on Yep. and Paulino comes on and starts talking about, you know, quantum theory and all of that stuff. And I said, wait a minute, what does that have to do with ghosts? And he starts explaining it. And I was like, well, gee, now everything that I thought that these things were has just completely (laughs) changed and flipped around. And that's the beauty of this is that my mind has changed multiple times because I've had the experiences. I've gone out and done the research, but I've talked to people who have been doing it. And and those conversations have helped shape what it is that I believe.
2: And it's still continuously going to be shaped.
0: It evolves all the time. And the, of course, (laughs) you also go back and you see, we used to have an annual thing that we used to do before Stephanie was on the show. I can only imagine how it would have gone if you were on the show when we used to cover this topic. But we used to have our annual, how junior high is the paranormal show?
1: And it's probably good that I wasn't there.
0: <laughs> but now, here it is, seventeen years later. there were probably fifteen years since we did the last episode like that, and we could do it again today.
1: It would be worse today.
0: It it would be worse, but we would also still be talking about the same things. Mm-hmm. The only difference is now we talk the about m- you know, forms of
2: media. Would be
0: in we, we, yeah, we'd be talking about TikTok and Facebook and Instagram yeah. instead mm-hmm. of MySpace. Yeah, That's but um, oh yeah. Oh yeah we it, MySpace was a big factor In those early shows For that's sure funny. We're telling people You can follow us on Or like us Or yeah. whatever you used to do On MySpace I think it was
1: like On MySpace Was it Was it, yeah. f- was it friend Wait, It well, wasn't
0: friend. friending us
1: No it, it was It was Because you it had was. your top friends Yep, you had your top eight
0: Yeah And so I used to I used to so Geek cringy. out when we would be In somebody's top eight Like oh It's like oh, We're in your top eight Well I only have Eight people that I follow On MySpace So that's why um, Okay thanks
1: my space.
0: Is, uh, we, is that still even... The, I think uh,
1: it They tried to bring it
0: back, and it was it, it was predominantly for music, like when they tried yeah. to bring it back, yeah. but they did try to, to resurrect it. I don't know if our page is still out there. When I was going through, because I was trying to find that lost episode, when I was going through the Internet Archive, mm-hmm. the Wayback Machine, I was going through, like, old Planet Paranormal sites and mm-hmm. the old originals. We've had a lot of different Spooky SpookySouthCoast.com designs, But I was going back through those, and I was like, oh, man. Like, I remember when, like, we used to push people to the message board. Like, that's how they would talk to us was on the message Mm -hmm. board. And we had – the message board was a a lot. There was a lot of stuff on there, and it was a lot to kind of keep track of. But you can still access that. If you go to SpookySouthCoast.com and you put in the Konami code. That still exists. If you put that in, if you put the Konami code in on your keyboard, it will open up the – Original spooky South Coast message board.
1: The internet is forever.
0: Which, if I remember right, is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A B start. So if you put that in when That's you too much for me. It's 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 pretty. If you ever played the video games and you used the code, yeah. the old Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty easy to do.
1: Um, I remember the days of checking out the chat room, the original chat room, and which
0: was. Was that the Zat Chat, right? Something like Uh, that? I can't remember. Something
1: like that. And um, like if you guys were either talking about me on the show or I was um, a guest on the show or even a guest co-host, I would be here in those early days. And when I was in here, you know, when I was a, a guest co-host, I would be sitting here like manning the chat. That used to be my original job, and the amount of people that would sign in it was it was packed, and the messages would go so quickly you had to kind of like
2: scroll back to keep it, up.
1: It was yeah. it was crazy, and there were so many people. People would have their own conversations going on the entire time that <laughs> no. we we're talking, and um, it was usually wild.
2: not related.
1: Um, but for what I saw, they were related. Um, but they would just make friends with each other. And it was really, it was a good thing, but it was, it was busy.
0: That was back when you were a star girl, right? I don't even know. I think that's what you were. Yeah. On the Zat chat.
1: I can't even remember. How did you remember that? It just
0: popped into my (laughs) head.
1: That, that was my original email.
0: That was. One uh, of my original emails. We would, yeah, we would have you monitoring that chat. And then Uh, that moved on to, to the YouTube chat when we started doing the YouTube live stream, which. Yes. That was always an adventure. That was wild.
1: When we went on YouTube, is when we used to get those prank calls. Remember? Mm-hmm. It was horrible.
0: I, I found the original uh, Taco Bell prank call. Oh my god! The first really? time we ever got pranked uh, on the show, or it's, they tried to, we, like we were onto them. But the person was right. telling us about, you know, they they had this uh, this EVP they would keep capturing in the bathroom, and oh, that they would so get weird. this nasty smell. And it's like that's because you Taco Bell. Somebody said, and then they hung up. And then there was there was a guy that called in and said some racist stuff one time. Oh. And, yeah, it was. It, we we've had a few jerks over the years, but for the most part, for a show that talks about these kind of topics, we've had surprisingly few crank calls.
1: All right. So, what has been your favorite episode and your least favorite episode?
0: My favorite episodes, without a doubt, are anytime we had our Gary Patterson on. Okay. Uh, my least favorite episode was probably Jesus. <laughs>
1: gonna be my
0: answer. But also, the time we had on the guy that wrote the book about the Hackamock <clears throat> Swamp and and didn't oh. have any correct information. And he
1: hung up on us. And
0: he hung, yeah. And then he pretended like he didn't hang up on yeah, us. Yeah. yeah, that
1: was really, really, really awkward.
0: But I think generally, yeah, I think our Gary Patterson would be my favorite episode, just because I loved him so much and I mm-hmm. loved talking with him. I mean, I've got to talked to so many of my heroes, but but Gary was really special.
1: I think my favorite would probably be James Van Prague mm-hmm. both times. Um, an absolute, hands down, least favorite is Jesus.
0: The James Van Prague I think, too, was extra special because, like, he just went deeper with us yes. than he's gone it anywhere else. It wasn't a surface
1: interview, which was just uh, both times he just he talked about whatever he he ran with it and he just gave honest answers. And um, with how busy that man is and the amount of requests that he get. Well, he gets on a daily basis to come on and just have a cool conversation, which is awesome. Yeah. He's like that in person too, which is really nice. But, um, to be able to have that first conversation with him and then the second time, um, it was just like catching up with an old friend. It was really, really laid back.
0: And I, you know, I've heard him do interviews on coast to coast AM, yeah. not really a lot of other places, but, um, coast to coast AM. And it's always very much, you know, what you'd expect. Right. Um, uh, this, this was, you know, deeper and, and I, I gave Excuse me, I gained a lot of respect for him. Mm -hmm. Not that I didn't respect him already, but I, you know, I saw his abilities and his talents in a different way after having those more in depth conversations with
1: him. I mean, knowing how talented he is, um, because I've seen him in person, because I've met him, but also, I mean, to anybody that wasn't listening, that second time that he called in, I said, you know, you're going to be in the area. I'm so sad. I'm going to miss you. And he popped right off with, well, honey, I know you're pregnant, so it's okay. (laughs) Like, I was giving birth, so I couldn't be there. Um, And he wouldn't have known that at all. So, um, You know, he's, he's legitimate in what he does, but I think, you know, energy speaks for itself and, um, he probably just had a good vibe with us. Uh,
0: That was, that that was one of my first freaky experiences. It was when we used to have on on a regular basis, Rick Hayes, uh, from life's gift. And he was, he was the first like regular medium that we had on all Mm -hmm. the time. And he brought up something that I didn't know about where he talked about, uh, something that my grandfather was buried with. And he described it and then my aunt happened to be listening and she called me the next day and she's like, you don't know what he was talking about? And I said, no, I don't know. And she's like, because, you know, your your grandfather wore those flannel shirts all the time. We buried him with his favorite flannel (laughs) shirt and he described the shirt that we had put into the, into the casket with him. And I was like, oh, so like, I, I didn't even know. So there's no way I could have been, you know, tipping him off to that at all. So that was kind of when I was like, okay, maybe there is something to this, but um, it took a lot of. Not, not to disparage any of the mediums that we had on, but it took seeing you in action to really, you know, realize what it's all about.
1: I don't even know when the first time you would have seen that would have been. It's been so long.
0: I don't even remember either.
1: It's been a long... It's been almost I, 20 years. I usually
0: leave the room when you are doing stuff, so... Well,
1: you usually ditch out and then you come back in, like, at the end. Because
0: I'm... Because you're running over your time, that's why. I know. You never are on time. But the time.
1: people are happy. That's all that matters.
0: I know, but I'm... Keeping a tight schedule.
1: The last few times that you've, um, I don't even know if I told you this, but the few times that I've done table tipping with a crowd and you've come to tell me that I'm running late, when you knocked on the door, especially the last time, the whole room screamed.
0: That's what I'm there for. And
1: then you open the door, because I told them, like, you're not allowed to leave. Um, And I explained the whole thing. So when you open the door, they all screamed. They're like, no. (laughs) <laughs> like rules bad was I was like, no, I'm like, I, I kind of like safeguard that. So that way I know like Tim's going to come in and it's going to be fine. I planned ahead for that.
0: I let all the demons and monies. What about you? What are your favorite episode and least favorite episode? Favorite episode probably would have to be the old time radio. Show. That was a lot of fun.
2: I, I enjoyed that. Even though it wasn't paranormal. That's what I liked about it. It was a fun thing to do. Probably we'll make it unanimous. Mm. The, the Jesus show.
0: Jesus was a very hard show. I,
2: the other one I, uh, I was had struggled with was the Sani thing, but I knew I was dealing with somebody that was.
0: Well, and, yeah. and you know, we we came to realize even later exactly what was going on with right. Commander Sani Sido. So, you know, we don't we don't like to poke fun anymore, but it was that was hard. That was yeah. hard to get through.
1: I think we've had a lot of hard to get through ones, but I also think that it speaks to who we are that we've always given everybody a chance. Even if they've come from a negative standpoint, um, we've always been fair and uh, kind of like neutral ground for a lot of people in a lot of different situations. Except for rows. one person. Yep.
0: There was one person that can go to hell. Right. Father Daniel Gargilio. I
1: didn't think we were going there, but here we are. Not even his real <laughs> name. Right. Well, I mean, not people like that, you know, not somebody that's coming in here under false pretenses or faking something or, you know, wishing somebody harm. We're not about that. But, you know, misunderstandings or different things like the whole time that we kind of facilitated that whole Pukwudgie conversation. Which one? I can't remember exactly what happened. There was a board game.
0: Oh, the here? King Phillips War. Yeah, yeah. When they tried to make the board game and they, they... Didn't reach out to the tribe, and the tribe was upset, and yep. then we got them to work together. Although, never did get a copy of the game.
1: I don't even know if it ever happened, but it's like, here was a nice, happy conversation. There's been a few situations like that. It's like, we're here to we're here to make friends.
0: By the way, Ross, I see your comment on App Chat on the WBSM app, but I'm saving that for the next hour because there's not enough time to dive into that. Uh, we only have a few moments left, but through the course of the show, if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. You can also hit us up on app chat on the WBSM app. So if you download the app, you open it up, there's a button. This is app chat that allows you to text us right here in the studio. It's a really cool feature. And also you can send in messages on that anytime during the week and uh, and we'll check it out. You can also email us spooky crew at spooky South uh, We've got about five minutes here before the news and, you know, talking about some of our favorite episodes. And I had mentioned having the ability to have, some of our heroes on our yeah. paranormal, you know, people in the paranormal that we always wanted to talk to or that uh, we wanted to pick their brain a little bit more. But we've we've also had some people on the show that weren't paranormal that we kind of just had them on because we could. Mm-hmm. And as I'm going through this list, I'm like, mm, we had Eddie money on multiple times. Yep. yep. We had uh, I wasn't here. Uh, the, ironically, one of the few shows that I've ever missed. Uh, I'm not here. They have on Mick Foley, WWE yep. Hall of mm-hmm. Famer. Uh, we had the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. We had um, Gilbert Gottfried on. Uh, we've had so many people that, like you would say, why would you have them on a paranormal show? But it, it kind of all fits in the weird things that we talk about. Right,
1: and they do come on and talk about weird things with us.
0: What? So. I had a white whale for a little while, somebody that was supposed to come on with us and canceled, and I was trying to get him to come back mm-hmm. on. But we never did get to have the show with Nolan Bushnell, the founder of Atari, yeah. the creator of Chuck E. Cheese. Um, but it was, it was a fun process trying to get him on the show. I was talking with, I think it was his daughter who is a person that facilitate, facilitated it. I'm still trying to get Ann Serling to come on, uh, to an episode. I'm trying to get William Castle's daughter to come on. You know, there's, there's people that we can, and we should, I did an episode of uh, midnight society about Vampira, and, uh, talking to, uh, Mela Nermy's niece. And I want to have her come on spooky because I think, you know, we want to keep Telling the story of Vampyra And how she really created this whole horror host Idea So someday we'll have her come on this program She wrote a fantastic book about her aunt's life But that's another thing Like when we started doing this show That horror host thing was just starting to take off On cable TV And that turned into a whole phenomenon We had the real life superhero movement We had those guys on They came in in costume (laughs) That was
2: entertaining
0: there's, it's just when when you think about it, like there's stuff that we probably had no business even giving airtime to on the radio, <laughs> but we did because it's fun and it's a fun conversation and it's it's good stuff and it's not you know it's it's not negativity and, and arguments and what mm-hmm. you would normally hear on talk radio. So I'm I'm glad we've been able to do that. Uh, some of the conversations have gone a little bit strange and weird over the years. Mm. We can talk about some of those when we come back after the news. Of course, we mentioned Jesus, which. <laughs> Will forever probably be the, the standard bearer for how bad, an ep- uh, how bad an interview can go?
1: I think it's the only time in the history of the decade that I've been sitting in this seat that I actually get angry. And I got so angry that Moniz actually laughed out loud at me.
0: And who, who would have thought there would be Jesus that would make you angry?
1: Uh, Jesus? I
0: swear I saw steam coming was, out of your head. There was absolutely
1: steam coming out of my ears that night. I...
0: All these years later, I think it's safe to say that that wasn't the actual Jesus.
1: I mean, very clearly, but I think it's when that he got Brooklyn racist. <laughs> yeah. When he got racist, that's when I think my the the steam came out of my ears.
0: Yeah. And and, and uh, to say, you know, he was starting his own country Yes. and you had to pay him to be part of it and certain people were going to be excluded. It just Did not sound like Jesus
1: where he was offering that chunk of cash to people that could like prove that he wasn't Jesus or something.
0: I mean, we should have tried to claim it. All we would have had to do is just have him listen to that episode back.
1: All we had to do is like run a background check on him. (laughs) I mean, his whole claim was he was Jesus reincarnated in somebody else's body. So um, that was probably the most bizarre thing. What ever happened to him? Do we ever look into that? No,
0: I never bothered. I feel
1: like we probably should at some point just for fun. It's
0: probably
2: doing seven to 10.
1: I know. That's why I said let's look into it. (laughs)
0: It all came about because we tried to have a guy on who does a show, I think, out of Chicago called The Jesus Christ Show. And he's a, he's a, a, a priest at a local church, and he does this where he answers people's emails.
2: But he does it as a stick.
0: Uh, yeah, and he he basically yeah. tells everybody, like, I'm doing it from Jesus' perspective because it's, like, how I'm spreading right. the word, and so it was a good positive thing, and when I reached out to him, he said, no, you know, I think it works for my show, but I would feel like it was blasphemous to, to go on as Jesus on another show, so I was like, all right, I totally understand, and then this guy... Richard Brown had emailed us and said, I'm the reincarnated Jesus. And I was like, well, maybe this is a sign. The
1: worst part was Let's it was Christmas on. time. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Well, of course, it was his birthday. One want to oh, have him on for I his can't. birthday. Don't you want to be on the on the radio when it's your birthday? No, no I'm no. good. I thought Jesus might want to. But, uh, you know, surprise, surprise, he wasn't the reincarnated Jesus.
1: That was the weirdest night ever.
0: So you could imagine, you know, it's the only guest we've ever intentionally hung up on. That's right. So. That is right. Yeah, I mean, uh, everybody, I mean, there's been a few times I've had to shorten well, up the conversation <laughs> a little bit, but.
2: We, yeah. we We did have to edit and tell some people you can't use that language on on the air.
0: Yeah. Like, sometimes you got to dump some people off, but very rarely does that happen. But very rarely do you want to get rid of a guest because you're planning on getting two hours out of that conversation or an hour and a half out of that conversation. But I just couldn't abide anymore no. of the. Anti-Jesus-y Jesus Jesus talk. All right, well, that'll do it for this hour. When we come back in the next hour, we can talk some more about some of our spooky memories. I also want to talk about this message that uh, Ross sent in on the app chat, and we'll talk about that Lakeville UFO. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more Spooky South Coast in just a bit. number Two of the 17th anniversary celebration of Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with science advisor Matt Moniz and psychic medium Stephanie Burke, the silent assassin Matt Costa is with us in spirit as one of the, the founding members of, of Spooky South Coast and the man who made so many things happen for many years on this show, including something that um, Chris Balzano just messaged me about and mentioned. He says, uh, People always forget about the classic Roswell SmackDown. With a real-time online voting. Do you remember that? That the people could actually vote. Bless you. Bless you. you. People could actually vote as you were battling John Horrigan over the facts behind the Roswell crash. And I'm trying to remember how we had them voting. This was like pre-Facebook. So it wasn't like you could just put out a, I think it was, Uh, right? It was
2: on a message board, I think.
0: Uh, I think so. we put something on the site, or maybe it was maybe it was like the early days of Facebook. I forget, but we had we had a way for people to actually yeah. vote who won each round, and we were tallying it up as we were doing the show. And we had like boxing sound effects and everything, and yeah, that was pretty pretty fun. We were going to do other Smackdowns, but then you know John Horgan just disappeared into the ether, and who knows? Yeah, well, things happen. Yeah, there's a uh, there's been a lot of people who have passed through this show over the years, who have kind of come in and, and gone. Of course, we've all we've got our friends who have been with us since the beginning, like Chris Balzano and uh, and so many others. And, and one person who has been here uh, since the early days of the program and uh, calls in a lot and we hear from him all the time and he's become a good friend is Ross, who sent in a message on the message board, on the uh, app chat, on the WBSM app, just, just one phrase, uh-huh. but something that certainly was a big part of the discussion here on Spooky South Coast for many years unity. Oh, God. And this, I was talking a little bit about how we kind of had a, a bell curve of this <laughs> over the years. Because when we first started hearing that term bandied about, right, we were kind of for it. We were, this is, I think this predates Stephanie being on the show, but we were, we were for people working together we would have, you know, we would have those how junior hire the paranormal episodes where we would talk about how that's the problem that people are working against each other instead of working with each other. We would have people on who were starting things like the worldwide paranormal reporting center and some of these other database plans that came up. We were, we were trying to push everybody to kind of work together. And then we grew up and realized it's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we realized then we were living in a fantasy world <coughs> and not when it comes to talking about paranormal stuff. So it became something that we turned against people that were ringing that bell not the people but we were you know we were against the yeah. idea of that because it wasn't going to happen and it shouldn't happen the way that people wanted it to happen people should get along and respect each other and and, and but there there should be some basic discord but you know, part of res- a certain level part of respecting Part of having that respect amongst everybody means that if I come to you and tell you, "Hey, just so you know, it really looks like that orb photo you posted. It looks like it's because it's reflecting off this and causing yeah. this and all this." And if you want me to respect the the evidence, the data that you're putting out there, then you need to respect my analysis of it. But apparently, power unity only means that you take them at face value—that that must be a ghost and that it's not—it's <laughs> not a you know dust or moisture or a bug. And that's, that's why we, we turned against the idea of it, because people just weren't on board with it. Uh, 508-996-0500. I just looked at the area code. You guys ready for this? <clears throat>
2: okay, player. Hello.
0: Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Hello.
4: What's shaking, everybody? What's <laughs> <Morning, laughs> How
0: you doing, Lamone?
4: Living, loving, looking for something in the oven. <laughs> so, um, how did you like your gift, you before we got there for Thanksgiving? I know they weren't the Nikes, but those those Yeezys were expensive. You like them?
0: <laughs> I did not get Yeezys, and, and uh, if I Come did, yeah, right. if I did, I would have marked them, return to sender. <laughs> you, oh, really? Yeah. Those, those I, Come on. I, I, can't su- them. I can't support Kanye and the stuff that he says.
4: Did you pay for them? They were a gift. I so would, like I said, they
5: were I would have politely declined
0: parents. them.
4: Oh really? You should have told me that. Because I, after I sent them, somebody offered to buy it from me, but no, not for me. And I was like, my buddy Tim's gonna like them. You know, they weren't black and they weren't they weren't Nikes. He's my like, bad. He's like, I want to send
0: I want to send the shoes that bear the name of an anti-Semite to my Jewish friend. But
4: when you but when you try them on, go see how good they felt. Just see.
0: No, no, I don't think I would have.
4: I think you would. have. You would like these. These these are off the hook. You, they, they feel really good, for, but I was thinking it's awfully cold out there. you have got a lot of snow coming, and he hasn't sent anything like, thanks, cellar or anything like that, so I was like, I guess you're waiting for me to call in when, on a good day, so when it's going to be. Um, I want to say congratulations to you guys on your 17 years. Thank you. And now you're almost legal. In most states you are, you know, but it's like um, if you go to Mexico, you're, you're, you're legal there. I think at page of four twelve or fourteen something like you could go and drink booze.
0: We like to call okay. ourselves barely legal. That's what we that's how uh-huh. we refer to it. Barely legal. Okay.
4: Parallel legal? Okay, yeah. Uh, so um and it's like all right, I called you that that Saturday after um after I took my daughter to go see uh, Elton John and I was and I was trying to tell you about how Elton was telling me about his house I he lives in In Atlanta, it's haunted. Mm-hmm. And you could his hand soft and was telling. he spent like again forty five minutes talking about that. And he talked to me about how how uh, how after John Lennon died, he he his ghost came to him and inspired him to write. I've been knocking, no one's answered. And he said that's that's where that whole thing came from. I just the first time I heard about that, and I was like, you know, I'm all up until music I like being I mean, music history and that was pretty good I was like he's got he better answer the phone he didn't answer the phone i was like you're like oh we're not gonna answer it for him today heard you that's what you said I was like oh yeah don't answer but i, was, I had some serious thought there. you could can ask the man yourself but that was like uh maybe I'll share that story with you some other time. that's that was really deep and you know and, and after you know that that's a, that to me that's my favorite song about Elton John uh, 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 no uh no well, empty garden, you know, I've been, you know, nobody, I've been knocking, it, and uh, so he still, I he still
0: knocking. has, he still has that house?
4: I don't know, no, the house, no, where he lives in Georgia, he lives in Georgia, he's got a house in Georgia, that place is haunted.
0: But he still has it, he still owns it?
4: Uh, yeah, he, that's where his kids and stuff was at that's where he was going to retire to so I guess he still has it and then um, I know that he was telling me that about how jo- he came to, he had, had not come to him where he was living at I guess in England or wherever that was I don't know where that was but he said the we was living there I know it wasn't in Atlanta then but he was, He told me that's when he came to him so that's inspired, that was his inspiration for the song you know that's uh, I think that's a great song. If you guys you guys will hear it, I can do a great rendition of it. Or if you guys give me a little liquored up, I do the best. Axl Rose, you're like oh like you like oh, it's like this is a little liquored up, not too much liquored up. Well, be- know, I, I, be- yes.
0: Before we let you go, Lamone, sing us sing us a couple lines.
4: Of, oh, what kind of lines? Oh, which uh, one
0: of, of that, song, oh, that song, the Elton John
4: song? Oh. I've been knocking but I'm not looking up No one answers I've been knocking Most of the day Hey, hey I've been calling Hey, hey, Johnny Can you come out to play In your empty garden or Johnny
0: Can you come out to play all right, I don't think any more than that We'll have to pay the, the royalties for the song So oh, but Hey, okay, well, all right What was the name of the group that you were in, Lamone?
4: I'll tell you, I'll see you later. I don't want everybody looking at me, looking at me about a terrible picture. Uh,
0: you don't remember? I, I
4: Other people remember.
0: No, I don't, I don't I don't remember the name of the group.
4: Did you see Did you see Megan?
0: Not yet, no. Oh,
4: that's, I, did you, what about you? I bet you, did you see it, did you see it with Stephanie?
0: Stephanie doesn't watch horror movies. Hell no. That's not horrible. It was horribly funny. No
1: way. It was horribly hilarious.
0: No, I'll, I'll, I'll catch it when it's on demand, but I, I didn't want to pay for it.
4: Oh, it's, you know, I think they've got it on this weekend, starting like that this weekend, and you can watch that. There's another good movie called Missing. It's with this uh, this, this girl, her parents, and her, I guess her mom and stepfather go out go out of the country, and she's supposed to come back pick them up. And she says, "I'll be home this day," and she goes to the airport to pick her mom up, and she wasn't there. Well, that looks really pretty good. Oh,
0: so yeah, let's check that out. I gotta hold you there, Lamone, because we're getting okay. some other messages coming in, and we want to move on to some other conversations. But like thank you, thank you for the anniversary wishes.
4: and that said, my 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 least favorite one was was also the one with Jesus. Okay, and um, and I like the my favorite ones are. The ones with
1: me and them. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey. It's about 350 of them then. You, you, yeah. have,
0: you have a good night. All right. Thank you, Lamone. Yeah, I'm getting a, an app chat message it'll be your 18th anniversary by the time Lamone gets off the phone. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Lamone. Have a great night. And uh, if anybody else wants to call in and share some of their favorite episodes or least favorite episodes, uh, 508-996-0500, or hit us up on app chat on the WBSM app, uh, we have a, a happy anniversary from... Uh, Matt Blystein, who was our former Week and Weird mm-hmm. correspondent, uh, who did a fantastic job Say with I it. Liked I
1: liked his Week and Weird. I where'd love them. Just, where'd he did go? some
0: good videos. I just wish that the Spooky TV had stuck around so that we could have kept it on going. But it was, it, I mean, I was pushing for him to do it on his own, even outside of Spooky, because yeah. it, was, it yeah. was that good. And it made us laugh every time. I, w- I would not watch it in advance so that I could see <laughs> it as we were doing it on the show and I could react in Blind real time. React. So funny. Uh, so thank you, Matt, for all of your contributions and uh, and for all of your support over the years. And really, I think like we've built a really great family of listeners, like really
5: yeah.
0: <coughs> people people who are interested in the paranormal, but also people who are happy to just hang out on a Saturday night and have weird conversations, which is what this show is all about, really. Yeah. You know, and and speaking of weird conversations, uh, I want to talk <laughs> about something that I mentioned to you guys off the air before we started. And I talked about it a little bit on my show yesterday, but I wrote this article. Uh, I have an ongoing list gallery with the WBSM stories. You know, when we, when we have our stories on the website, we put these galleries at the bottom of it that we think are things that are interesting or entertaining that you might want to check out if you've already read that story. So you've read the story, you want to find something else to kind of, entertain you after that and sometimes it's because the stories can be hard to deal with and it's hard news and it's rough stuff so we try to put a little something there to kind of cleanse your mind before you have to go on with your day and so one of those list galleries that I've created is the most recent UFO sightings on the south coast and I go in there and I go and I update it now and then with some new reports and as I was doing that the other day I discovered that there were these three sightings in Lakeville from November 14th to December 13th And they were all from the same person, three different reports. And I don't know what to make of this. I'm I'm pretty convinced that it's just something that this person is imagining. But the response that we've been getting on the WBSM Facebook page in the comments, it's got almost a thousand comments and people are, are, are reacting to this in a way, you know, some of them are calling the guy nuts and saying that, you know, this stuff isn't real, but some of them are saying, I've seen similar things. So. I just wanted to kind of talk about this a little bit. And you can read the story at WBSM.com or on the WBSM app. But this person was sending in these reports to the UFO, National UFO Reporting Center. And he said that it had been going on for a while before he reported them. But here's here's what he reported. You'll have to pardon me because I have these new transition lenses. So I found these anomalies by accident during the day. Circular lights jumping from cloud to cloud. The person also said they descend slowly through the night in my neighborhood, claiming the events go on for many hours. The first reported sighting was on November 14th at around 5.30 p.m. and that laid the groundwork for what this person would see repeatedly over the next month. There's a formation that appears to be a ship with many smaller ones, too many to count, different quantities each night. And he noted that uh, weather was a factor as well, that when it was a cloudy, rainy night, it would actually draw out more activity than a clear night. When they get close to the tree line, they drop what look like mini-shooting stars right down to the ground. They are very strategic and organized using a perimeter of about three to four bright lights that guide the main ship down. When these lights descend, the main ship will, and a gust of wind also follows with a calculated descent. He said that his son had shared some of these experiences with him. Uh, Then the next report came, so that's November 14th. The next report came December 8th, this time at 6 p.m., uh, and this person said it lasted for five hours and caught the attention of other people in the neighborhood, yet nobody else reported seeing this. Uh, there aren't even reports from the area at that on those dates around those times. Uh, so the objects are well camouflaged uh, against their surroundings. They come down as low as 10 feet from my backyard. And he said that there were a number of aircraft appearing in the skies with spotlights, apparently searching for these unidentified objects. He claimed to have taken many videos, but said that they do not come out well. Uh, And then the final report came out December 13th. Again, the encounter reportedly went on for hours. He said, I pick up on something different almost every evening, trying to focus on a particular object each time. A new formation that I noticed is a line of lights starting from the main object. These lights can be bright or not. When not moving, they're usually brighter. They also He also points out there were more aircraft who were out there seeking the UFOs. Again, tons of low-flying planes moving right over my backyard. I'm not the only one trying to figure out what's going on here. So, I don't know. The, to me, this doesn't sound like anything that is outside of this person's view, we'll say. Because nobody else is reporting it. We're not getting any reports into law enforcement. Uh, we're not getting anything... And I understand not everybody that has a UFO encounter would know to go to the National UFO Reporting Center and fill out a report. But I think most people in the area are aware of the fact that you have news outlets like WBSM that you would reach out to and report that to, especially when you see that we write frequently about these kind of things. So it just seems odd that, and and plus social media, I'm in all those town groups for the area, never saw anybody posting anything about it. So I don't know. I've got to think that this is something that's just in this person's head.
2: Well, some of the stuff he's reporting has been, you know, found in literature and lore. And we know that, you know, ships are seen around the world. And we have a flap that's happening around here from basically Dartmouth over to Plymouth and Lakeville is in between. So, but you're right. There would be a lot more reports by other people. Especially
0: if it's something that's coming down, you know, 10 feet over his backyard.
2: Well, bear bear in mind, Lakeville's pretty rural, so and we don't know. Do you know where this guy lives? In no, they don't give any any
0: specifics. I, in, so when you check out the article, I put in a photo of uh, of the pond because you know I'm trying to illustrate in the photo that it's Lakeville, and then I put like a cartoon spaceship so that you know yeah. it's not a real photo. And people have made the assumption based on that photo that I'm talking about it happening over the water, but I don't I don't know where it happened.
2: Okay, that well, I was out at Betty's neck in Lakeville, mm-hmm. and we were uh, doing a thing for squatch uh, with um, Dave McCullough. You know Dave. Mm-hmm. And we were out there looking for Bigfoot, and a dozen of us had a UFO sighting out there in the field at Betty's Neck. So, I was know- that I know,
0: November 14th or December 8th? No, or?
2: this was two years ago. Okay. But I'm saying, I know I've had my own personal UFO experience with 12 other witnesses watching this happen. Granted, we were out there looking for Bigfoot, but that's the thing about the Bridgewater Triangle. What you go out there looking for isn't necessarily what's going to find you. Sure, so sure.
1: Maybe, maybe Bigfoot took off in his UFO because he didn't want to deal with you.
2: Well, there yeah. are plenty of stories about Bigfoots and UFOs together. Could happen. Yeah, it could happen. But I'm saying that Lakeville does have its reports. We know, I, I know personally. Sure, And there's
0: and if you go through the list that I put in, uh, at the bottom of the story, and it goes that goes back to 2018. The list uh, I went, I only went that far back because, you know, yeah, I, I could go back years and years and years and keep building that. But I, I started at 2018, and I have it updated through the most recent reports. But when you look at those um, reports, you'll see a lot of them from the Lakeville area, a lot of them from Middleborough, um, a lot from. The Bridgewater area I try to pull out any ones That would be like Related to the Bridgewater Triangle I don't get too deep In the ones way down the Cape Or ones that are like Further north or, or south <laughs> We have some phone calls Coming in here Good evening You were on Spooky South Coast Hello Hey
6: Tim How are you? I'm good This is Anna Oh hey Anna How are you? Hey Thank I'm you good. for the Christmas you? stuff so I was trying to get I was trying to get the volume up on my thing because all, all of a sudden I was buffering with the so. So just as a, a, a weird aside because you know I, I occasionally will do things in MIDDLEBOROUGH and I drive through Lakeville on the way home. And I had occasionally seen these weird things in the sky, but because I'm driving on the highway, I can't pull over exactly to take pictures. But what you just described from what that person's saying, I've seen some of those on my way home, but it's usually like around 1 a.m.
0: And the similar idea of a larger ship with smaller smaller stuff, small a large light with like smaller some, lights around it?
6: Like, I, I've seen similar things to that, but the one I see more often is, like, something that's trying to stay hidden behind the clouds. Like, I'll see... It, you know, when you're, dry, when you're riding above the clouds during a thunderstorm in a plane, mm-hmm. and it does that weird, like everything lights up briefly, like you're in the middle of the thunderstorm. I'll see like the lightning. It looks like lightning, but there's no storming, and then like it'll disappear, and it's like, but it's usually around Lakeville, I'm coming home from different events that I've done in Middleborough.
0: Wow. Well, I so. think I think um, I think there's probably some. You know, there's probably some aircraft activity in that area, but you know, after watching it after a while, mm-hmm. what is aircraft and what isn't? I mean, because that is part of the I, flight pat fl- flight path for Logan for for flights that are coming in. But you
6: exactly, yeah.
0: You figure that out after a while. You say, okay, I, I recognize the light pattern on these, and and plus they're pretty low if they're coming into Logan by the time they get to that point.
6: Yeah, like I know what I know the difference between an airplane. Um, I've figured out the difference between like the different kinds of helicopters because of my job. Um, seeing them approach, like, so I know what kind of different lighting the different types of helicopters have. And, but I've never, except for driving home from Lake, that's the only time where I've seen something similar to, like, the light, the clouds are lighting up with lightning, and you're like, there's no storm happening.
0: They must they must have a secret base there, Moniz.
6: There's uh, something going there's on. A, but, you a, know, it's also the Bridgewater
0: Triangle. Maybe they have a secret base of uh, the Orchid of Hawaii. <laughs> That's
2: actually a pretty good restaurant. Huh?
0: <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, f- thank you for sharing, and uh, and happy anniversary to you as well, because I know you've been a long time Spooky South Coast listener.
6: Oh, good lord, when when did we meet? Like the early two thousands at Boozy Borden.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's been a long time. Thank you for all your support yeah. over the years. Oh,
6: Well, you know I love you guys, and I, you know, I'll be seeing you soon in February.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have some fun. Yeah. All right. Have a good night. That happens. Thank you so much. You too. Happy anniversary. Love you guys. Thank Love you too. You too. too. Thank you too. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hello? Hi, you're on the air.
1: Hey, it's
7: Mark Colacousis. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Good. I uh, just want to congratulate you guys and thank you guys for building the paranormal community you built around. Made a lot of good friends because of the show. And uh, I, I just really appreciate it with Aaron Kadju and Dave Francis and my whole team. It's all because of your show in the chat room, you know?
0: Well, thank you for all your years of support. Absolutely. I know you've been out there in that area for some of the our Bridgewater Triangle shows. Uh, did you ever see anything weird in the skies while you were out there?
7: Once. When we were at Anahuan Rock one night, and there was some light playing, shadow play and stuff, nothing major. But then there was a light doing weird loops for like about 45 minutes right at the end of the show and it just kept going on and on and that was longer than a drone battery was out available at the time but no nothing would fly like that and nothing for that long would just keep circling all the other stars were perfectly fine but this one light was just doing these weird loops and everyone saw it so it wasn't just me playing light games with me it was everybody that was out at One rock tonight there was a Like a space in between the leaves and the trees, and we all saw it. It was pretty wild.
0: Wow. Well, so I guess that area is even weirder than I thought that it was. And I already thought it was pretty weird.
7: It is pretty weird, but that's the beauty of it. You know, you go out there for ghosts, and you you pick up a UFO, or maybe a pacoachi, or a a Bigfoot sighting, or who knows? You just never know what you're going to get. You got to prepare for everything out there.
0: That's Mm -hmm. that's why we love it, and that's why we thank you for going out there for us all the time.
7: Oh, absolutely. Take care, guys. Have a good night. You Thanks, as well. Mark.
0: And, uh, yeah, if, sorry, I didn't mean to hang up on you there, Mark. If you want to call in, 508-996-0500, or you can hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. Really easy. Just download it, and you can use the App Chat right on there. It's a nice feature where you can text us right here in the studio. You know, Mark mentioned drones, Monies, and, and I think this has become the new—this is the new weather balloon.
2: Or the new Chinese lantern. The
0: new swamp gas. Mm-hmm. The yeah. new, like, this is, I, you know, I put this story out and there's people who are automatically commenting underneath it. It's just a drone. Well, if you'd, if you'd read the story and the details in the story, you would know that it's it's definitely not a drone, what this person is seeing. Drones aren't raining mm-hmm. many shooting stars down from 10 feet above the house.
1: No, and depending on where you are, you cannot fly drones. Yeah. yeah, And the drones of today will not allow you to fly them in certain areas. Like if you cannot get clearance and it's an area that you can't fly it in, it won't fly.
0: You, so, people make the mistake of thinking that they can, um, <coughs> sorry, people that think of their drones make the mistake of thinking that you can just put a drone up anytime too. And that's not that's not necessarily true. First right. of all, why would you be putting a drone up in the middle of the night? Because how many people really have night vision cameras on their drones? Not a lot.
1: They're expensive.
2: So. It's very expensive.
0: If, if it's 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. and somebody's having a UFO sighting, I'm not thinking that it's a drone. Uh, if it's, you, you know, if it's in the middle of the day and you're seeing something weird in the sky, yeah, okay, it's possible that it could be a drone. But the other part of it, too, is we're learning as much as we had to learn about what. Helicopters look like And airplanes have to look like We're learning what drones look like In the sky too
1: You can hear drones
0: I think that the other part of it though Is The people who immediately run To those types of excuses Don't even believe what they're saying Like they just They just want to be right You know what I mean Like they don't It's not no, that they actually like believe it's to- really
1: the whole write internet.
2: it off that's what they want i don't think all of
0: them do
1: no i think i think when it comes to the internet and it comes to social media everybody has an answer cuz they want to be the one that has the answer
0: right so you'll just <clears throat> you'll just throw out the bs and see what sticks to the wall right. and so I, I just it bothers me that like you know <laughs> out of those 700 and whatever comments you know 40 50 of them are people just saying it's a drone it's a drone it's a drone like 50 years ago they would have been it's a weather balloon it's swamp gas so it's the same, it's the same oh, idea. Yeah. Venus. Right, yeah. Because Venus is uh, coming down 10 feet over the guy's house. Know,
1: when it comes to stuff like that, people don't bother to search the sky for celestial objects.
0: And what's funny is we have <laughs> the ability to do that now where you can just pull out your phone, yep. you Yep. use Sky Map, <laughs> Google Sky, any yep, of these Sky different, guide. any mm-hmm. one of these just point it up there and it'll let you know. I have to do it all the time.
1: You also have the opportunity if you have, I don't know about Android, but iPhone, you can say what planes are above me right now yeah. mm-hmm. and they will give you an entire list of so, which planes are above your head.
0: So it's not, it's not like people don't have the opportunity to pre-debunk these things before they're putting it out there to folks. Uh, again, obviously I think this person is not, Having these experiences, I think there's something else going on with this person, but it doesn't mean that we can dismiss all of the reports that are mm-hmm. happening. I mean, Mark, Anna, you know, they're calling in with their reports and, and I know them and I believe them and I trust them. And if they're seeing strange things, I've seen strange things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if if people are seeing strange things in the sky here, then there's got to be something to it. Uh, but, you know, we'll keep taking your reports. We've been doing it for 17 years. We'll do it for another I'm not going to say 17, no. but we'll, we, we at least want to try to make it to 20, right? <laughs> 20 feels like a nice round number to try to get a to. A nice
1: round number. Then we'll see what
0: happens after that, but you know, at least let's try to get to that. And maybe by then we'll actually hit a thousand episodes. I'm not totally sure of the math on that.
1: That's, that's
0: a yeah, lot Yeah, we shows. should. No, wait, that's no. 300, 300 episodes away. Thereabouts 350. Three years. We only do 50 a year. And that's if we show up every week. Right. So. Maybe uh, not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so now
1: you're you're setting a whole other goal of a thousand episodes.
0: No, I'm not going to set that goal yet. <laughs> I'll set the 20-year goal because I think that that's something that, you know, we could stand back and, and really be proud of. Not that we're not proud of 17 years. Right. Uh, so again, if you want to call in with your favorite show, your least favorite show, I find those to be the most interesting is when people tell me what shows they didn't like. Jesus. But not just that. Like there's sometimes there's topics that people don't like. Jesus I'm gonna I'm gonna try and go back it's gonna take me a while because oh the one thing I hate about anchor mm-hmm. is there's no way to really go through the uh the list of episodes easily like you can't search you can't um you guys can just hold up your hand and I'll pot you down so you if you're gonna cough but the um like okay've I've been clicking here for like three minutes now and I'm only in 2016. Oh, I just got to 2014. But yeah, that's the only downside for creators is you can't really organize the search. But I'm I'm trying to go back so I can find some of the, the previous episodes that we did and, and see if we can get some of your take on if you remember these. I don't know how far back I want to go because if I go too far back, Stephanie might not remember the episodes. Like
1: find me, find my first episode. What did we talk about?
0: Oh, we'll get there. All right, so here we go. Keith Johnson, Paul Hino, Reverend Gail Hicks, the Jordan Triangle, Paranormal Cape Cod, Penny Dreadful. Uh, Penny, I hope she's doing well. I, I talked to her recently. Uh, John Zaffis, Bud Hopkins, went one of his final uh, interviews. Chris Balzano, Kristen Garland. Heidi Hollis was a very controversial episode for us in the early days. When she felt that, you know, if you ever were under attack by an alien, if you just invoke the name of Jesus, they'll stop. It's very interesting. But it has to be the real Jesus, the not, real Jesus. not Richard Brown.
1: Got it.
0: Uh, Peter Robbins. Uh, let's see. Brian Harnwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard Senate. Wow, we haven't had Richard Senate on since the first mm-hmm. year. We should go back to that. Oh, Leanne's first appearance mm. back in June of 2006. Ernie Bach. <laughs> right. We once had a billionaire on the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, how often do you have a billionaire on a paranormal podcast? But we had him on um, the Angels and Demons show, Jeff Belanger. I'm just skipping around through some of these. Uh, the, of course, the Backyard Podcast Show. We still got to do another one. Still legendary. Now I feel like it would be forced that we were trying to right. recreate the magic. Uh, Kristen Gartland, who was of course, a very frequent. And you know what? I feel so bad for poor Kristen Gartland because as I was going through these, I realized when we used to have the Red Sox on and we would have those like shortened shows where we could only mm-hmm. go on for 20 minutes after the Red Sox, it was usually her that was our guest. So we, we probably owe her some full episode time. I'm pretty
1: time. sure that I was also the guest for a few of those as I'm well. I'm <laughs> sure you were. Uh,
0: ancient Stone Sites of New England, The Haunted Tour of Route 44, Stan Gordon, Haunted Rhode Island, Dreams in the Paranormal, Dr. Ron Millione. Remember Ron? Yep. Haven't heard from him in forever. Uh, R. Gary Patterson, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, Dr. Lewis Turry. We used to have Dr. Turry on from time to time to make predictions. Uh, the first Bridgewater Triangle Investigation Show. What like year was that? 2007. 2007. Yep. Uh, of course, Nikki O'Neill in 41, the anniversary yeah. of, the, uh, of the station nightclub fire is coming up. Yep. Um, let's see. Brad Steiger, uh, our first live from Lizzie Borden's house, which was actually recorded because we didn't have the ability to go live. The Dover Demon Show, the 30th anniversary of the Dover Demon. How junior high is the paranormal? <laughs> April 9th, 2007. Wow. Yep. I feel like we were in junior high when right. we made that episode. <laughs> Actually, you might have been, Stephanie. (laughs) No,
1: I was out of high school.
0: Okay. Uh, Patrick Burns, uh, Cemetery Awareness. Uh, We did an episode on numerology with uh, Doris Ann Bridgehouse.
1: I remember the first time that you guys were going to talk about me on air, and I can't even remember why that you were, but I was riding in the backseat of somebody's car, and I made him put it on the radio and told them all to shut up until I heard what you said.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We had uh, Mark. This is probably one of Mark's favorite episodes. We had pirates and the paranormal. I remember that. With uh, mm-hmm. I believe Cat Mcniff was our guest for that. Let's uh, let's take a phone call. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Hello.
8: Happy anniversary. Thank you, sir. I had to I had to think for a minute if it was the 18th or the 17th after the called. call.
0: <laughs> did it did take a little while there?
8: Well, yeah, it was a little shorter than normal with him.
0: Well, I mean, he started off with the, the Yeezys, and it just went downhill from there.
1: I mean, at least you could enjoy the musical stylings.
0: Yes, I had to get him yeah. to sing.
1: Yes, yes, definitely.
0: I bet
8: he would be a hoot at a uh, karaoke bar.
1: Nobody else would get to sing. <laughs> well,
0: probably not. <laughs> you just give him that microphone, and he's just going to keep talking. Yes. So, so let me ask you, Ross, favorite episode and least favorite episode?
8: I think one of my favorite episodes is definitely. Jesus, because I listened to that live, and to still hear how that had such an effect on everybody, you guys, is just quite amazing.
1: Don't lie. It's because I lost my you-know-what on air. Well, that was part of it.
8: <laughs> um, I don't know that I have a least favorite episode. I mean... It's Jesus. Maybe the one that I was on.
0: No, yours was very good. <laughs>
8: it was? I don't think it was. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no. I, I, congratulations that you guys are still going. I hope it all is well.
0: Thank you, sir. We'll okay. have to we'll have to get together and get weird sometime soon.
8: Definitely. Well, you know, I gotta stop being a rock star all the time. <laughs>
0: That's you. You ride that as long as you can. Are you going to be playing oh, the Definitely. vault anytime soon? Or
8: no. Um, we've been uh, booking a lot in Rockland and um, got a lot of, quite a few things down at in Providence at dusk. So
0: that will be good. Yeah, keep us up to date on all of it. Definitely. All right, thank you, sir. All right, have a good one. And if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. We'll take your favorite and your least favorite episode. Uh, That'll be a fun thing to ask. I'm looking at some more of these episodes here. Uh, The Roswell Smackdown was actually followed up by Live from Roswell the following week. Yeah. And then we had um, an episode on the uh, Millicent Library. We had uh, David Oman on talking about the Manson murders and uh, and his house out there. Faye Musselman, the aforementioned uh, father, Daniel Gargilio, who is not a real person. And I actually have now noted that in the podcast episode notes that, uh, you know, he's a scammer. But at the time, he had just been on Coast to Coast AM. So it was, you know, everybody was getting fooled by him.
1: You were not the first to be
0: scammed. Uh, John Kachuba, Richard Salva, who wrote the book about... um, Abraham Lincoln being reincarnated as Charles Lindbergh, John Kachuba we had on, uh, Mothman, Haunted Baseball, when we did the recording live from Paranormal X, which was actually Chris Williams' first ever interview anywhere. Mm -hmm. She had just joined Ghost Hunters and had never given an interview before. Uh, Let's see, Waverly Hills, Dustin Perry, um, Jim Mars, getting to have a legend like Jim Mars on, Uh, Maurice coming on the show. Uh, let's see. We did. This is an episode that I had totally forgotten about until I went through this list. We did an episode called Tainted Christmas with a guy named Mark Shapiro. And uh, he said Shapiro. It's not Shapiro, if I remember correctly. And it was about all the products that people were buying for Christmas that were poisonous. I remember that episode. A very strange episode, but. <laughs> okay. Uh, Courtney Roberts and the Star of the Magi. Uh, let's see, our second anniversary show, these are all just the first year shows that I was talking about. Um, let's see, I'm just going through some more of these, Stephanie. I will eventually get to your first appearance. Uh, Steve Bassett and Grant Cameron,
1: I don't even know when my first appearance was.
0: How Junior High is the Paranormal 2008 edition, Mark and Debbie Constantino, that was back in 2008 that we had them on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Illinois Shapiro and the Crystal Skulls, Don Keating. Alexandra Holzer. Oh, remember when we had Stan Romanek on and then then all that stuff came out about Stan Romanek?
2: That actually turned out not to be true.
0: <clears throat> well, but it was 2008 when we had him on, so it was yeah. before all that stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, going through here. <coughs> Old Time Radio Show. Stan Friedman, Kathy Marden. A different episode with him, not the missing one. The episode we did about the, the soul... Oh, remember we had St. John Hunt on? The son of E. Howard Hunt? The, he, so we were talking about the JFK conspiracy. E, so St. John Hunt, yep. the son of E. Howard Hunt, who was at one of the White House plumbers, right. but who was allegedly involved in the JFK conspiracy, on his deathbed he confessed everything about it to, and to his son, and so his son was coming on and talking about it. They actually have a new series coming out on HBO, a limited series, Called the White House plumbers about Watergate, and Woody Harrelson plays E. Howard Hunt.
2: Was it around the anniversary of um, the death? Yeah, the, yeah.
0: So Woody Harrelson playing E. Howard Hunt, Hunt is pretty interesting, considering Woody Harrelson's father was, was one of the Tramps, Supposedly. not the band. Yeah, the the, the not not the brick House people. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, oh, we had Lindsay Malone on back in two thousand nine. Coming on and trashing Paranormal TV. That was the first time that we had somebody on trashing the Paranormal TV shows. Uh, let's see. Uh, a lot of these people I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember them a little bit. Live from Mount Washington when uh, Beyond Reality couldn't broadcast, so we yeah <laughs> we had you guys do the broadcast instead. Uh, let's see.
2: Burns was in that.
0: Oh, we had Dr. Lewis Turi on again. <laughs> Andrew Lake, of course, who's been a longtime friend of the show. Craig Anderson. Aaron C. Hansen, who was making predictions, and then we had him on again to talk about why his predictions didn't come true. Well, that's Um, awkward. Well, he was one of the few that was willing to do it. Haunted baseball, live from the quick Club. I would like (laughs)
2: to get back in there. Yeah, I I don't know what's
0: going on over there now. I think they turned it all into private offices. Mm -hmm. Oh, the episode we were supposed to have... um, Butch Patrick on. <laughs> we're supposed to have Eddie Munster from the Munsters mm-hmm. call into the show, but he where he was at the time for a convention. There was a hurricane and he couldn't call in. So we we but we didn't know that. So we're sitting here like waiting for him to call in. That's horrible. So we actually called the show Munster <laughs> calling, uh, Doctor Rita Louise, uh, who forwarded. So that's back when we had Greg and Dana on back in 2009. Mm-hmm. Rock for Christmas. That's when we would bring on Eddie Money. Uh, Getting closer to your first appearance here, Stephanie, I think. Jim Mars, Tom D'Agostino, another longtime friend of the show, Keith Johnson, the John Lennon Death (laughs) Prophecy. That was one of my favorite episodes. Uh, Let's see. Laura Magdalene Eisenhower, when she told us how she was part of the secret space program. (laughs) Robert Murch, talking about Ouija, EVPs with Mike Markowitz, Reverend Clarissa Vasquez. Some of these, some of these, D. Gregg the The guy who had the song about the UFOs, he had the UFO song that was like, that was made with like tones that he got from the UFOs. Matt Matt used to play that song driving around in his truck all the time. Uh, let's see. Uh, Peter Robbins, another longtime friend of the show. Jackie Barrett and the True Story of Hamityville. So. Th- November 13th, 2010, Stephanie, we had uh, Tiffany on, Mm -hmm. and I think that's the episode that you were here hanging out in the the background. Then, let's see. Oh, Felix Silla and Gabby West. Remember when we had Cousin It here in the studio? Such a great guy. I miss him. Every time I saw him at a convention, he gave me his (laughs) autograph every time. He'd sign a picture for me and be like, here, I want you to have this. And I'm like, thanks, Felix. I have like 10 of these already. (laughs) But he was just such a nice guy. Uh, the Spiricom show that we did. Uh, oh, I found another Stan Friedman and Kathy Martin episode. So maybe we do have the lost episode in here and it's just mischaracterized. I'll have to go find that again. Um, let's see. Gremlina. We had Gremlina on from Glow. Ben Radford, who then goes and writes Wikipedia entries where he talks about how he debunks everybody. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure it's definitely him that writes it. We had Isaac Marion on before he wrote the book. Well, he had just written the book Warm Body, so it was before it became a big movie. Yeah. And now he's like a very sought-after guy, and we've had him on a couple of times. Whitley Strieber, the one and only time we had Whitley Strieber on. Uh, Let's see. More R. Gary Patterson. Steve Volko, another one of my favorite episodes. He wrote that book, Fringeology. Joe Who, giving us uh, psychic predictions. Let's see we going through, we're into 2012, Stephanie, and I don't see you, I know that you had a, an episode where you were the guest before you became the host, so yep. we're getting closer. Dr. Kirby Surprise, who wrote that, I think he was the one that was, uh, was he the one that was writing about Paranormal State, breaking it all down? Or was that somebody else? Mac Maloney, Ryan Katzenbach talking Amityville. Yeah, we had on the cast from Wicked Tuna before, one of the captains from Wicked Tuna. Tuna. Uh, Let's see, still going through. I'm sure this is fascinating listening for the the listeners.
1: Yes, I'm sure.
0: This is just me promoting how they should go back and get into the archives and find all these episodes. (laughs) So we have you and Tiffany on together October 6th, 2012. Sounds about (laughs) right. And then, so that's when we actually pulled you over and made you get on the microphone. Uh Uh-huh. And then uh, let's see, our seventh anniversary show. So we're getting into 2013 here.
1: I sat quiet in the corner that night, minding my own business until I couldn't any longer.
0: So, April 27th, 2013, you were our guest. And then let's see, Amy Bruni, Nick Redfern, Jeff Holder. Trying to remember what episode it was when you came on as the full time co host.
1: Co-host after the live broadcast from the uh, documentary um, preview or uh big uh, reveal, The so Bridgewater Triangle.
0: We had you both uh, on, again, December 21st, 2013.
1: Mm-hmm. When did The Bridgewater Triangle come out?
0: 2014, I think.
1: Yeah, because I was your co-host that day. Mick Foley. If that's even in the archives.
0: Remember Prettiest Paranormal? Remember when they were Yep. They were supposed to be a thing? They turned out not to be. Uh, Belanger's Backyard Barbecue Bash? That was a good one. Uh, so we had Bob Olson on, so that must have been right around the time that you had joined us then.
1: Bob Olson was after. It was like in yeah, September. Because
0: we had started that when we, we also had Matt Frazier on. Oh, I just reset it all because I went to the wrong thing. So How there we go. How could you?
1: Yeah, he was part of Psychic September too. That's when he hung up on us. Remember?
0: Yeah. Well, well. Psychic September was a lot of fun. We should we should revisit that in the I future. I think that we
1: should do it every year.
0: But uh, yeah, we're just about out of time. Thanks for listening as I scrolled through all of those. But uh, you know, if you have ever missed out on any of those episodes, they're all there for you in the archive. We've we've got them all there. We've got them all lined up for you now, and it's so much easier. Chris Balzano pointing out that he was the the guest host of that Isaac Marion show. He was. I was actually at a Celtics game, Celtics playoff game, and remember that when you guys used to have to try to do the show without me. Yep. Now I have to do the show without you guys all the time. At least I know how to press the button. So.
1: Well, it's only because I'm out and and traveling, not because I don't love you.
0: I, I have my I have my questions.
1: What? <laughs> just kidding. You just told me you'd buy new friends. And dump I did.
0: Me. If I I had enough money, I'd have all kinds of...
1: uh... You're so mean. You're the meanest.
0: So, again, thank you all for the support that you've given us over these last 14, 17 years. I don't know why I said 14, these last (laughs) 17 years. Uh, If you want to continue to support us, well, it's really easy to do it. Just keep downloading the podcast. Keep tuning in every Saturday night. Spread the spooky word. Let everybody know that you listen to the program Maybe you have some friends who are into weird stuff. Introduce them to what it is that we do. And, uh, and also on Anchor, there's a little option there that you can support us financially if you choose to do so. And you, you know, We'll use that to, uh, to help redo the website and make it a lot easier to get access to all these archives right there, right on the page. And also, as we go forward into the future, let us know what you want to hear us talk about, what you want to hear us cover, the kind of topics you like to, to hear us discuss, maybe what you don't want to hear us discuss, and, uh, and we'll work it all into the show. You can reach out to us anytime, SpookyCrew at SpookySouthCoast.com, or you can send us those app chat messages on the WBSM app. We'll be able to check those all week long, and, uh, and I like that option. I like the fact that you can text us because maybe you're somewhere where you can't call in on a Saturday night, but you can still let us know that you're listening. But that'll do it. 17 years in the books. So let's start year 18 off right, and uh, one year from now, we can... What, go buy some scratch tickets, right? The show will be old enough to, yeah. to buy scratch yeah. tickets. And uh, and then when we turn, if we make it to 21, <laughs> strip club. All right, that'll do it. Stay spooktacular.